from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy Halloween. This is the Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora Halloween special, and I am more than happy to have you on the broadcast this morning. And uh, we're starting a a little bit here after uh, 9, and we thank you so much for tuning in to the show. And thank you for being here, and thank you for being a part of everything. Thank you for all the support over the last 15 years. If you're new to listening to the show, then welcome here for the first time. If you've been listening for 15 years, shout out to you. If you've been listening for the last two years, five years, whatever it may be, thank you all for your support. You can find Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora 24-7 on wakeupcalldt.com. You can also find Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, on Twitter at Call DT, and on Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. So, welcome into the show. God bless you, and much appreciation goes out to each and every single one of you. Happy, happy, happy Halloween in this wonderful Halloween special. We have a lot to get into today. We're going to start off with uh, my question to Dino Babers following the 6-2 and two start and becoming bowl eligible. We'll go on from there to have the Syracuse Stallions on the show, and I'm ecstatic to have the Stallions on the show. You're going to hear in this order from Chris Gilks, Lloyd Parkman, and Daywan Coleman coming off of the team's first ever game in the history of bringing pro basketball back to Syracuse. You'll hear from these three gentlemen. They won in that game, and they're ranked in the top 25, so you'll hear from each of them in the first hour, and then we'll move on from there to a very special live conversation that we just found out this morning we're going to have with Dave Klein, the CNS North Stars football head coach, as they get ready for their Section 3 championship. Championship against West Jenny. You heard from Joe Corley yesterday. You'll hear from Dave Klein today. And then in the second hour of the show, repping the Power Six, you'll hear from every single coach of the American Athletic Conference, including East Carolina, UConn, Tulane, Tulsa, Navy, Memphis, SMU, Temple, USF, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. All of the coaches will be on the show today in a very awesome Halloween special. So, with that being said, let's hear what Dino had to say to me. You're going to hear my question and his answer following the 6-2 and two start. Coach, obviously this is something that takes time. It's not just this season. It's when you first came in, going through 4-8 and eight, back-to-back, getting to where you are now. You said there's unfinished business, obviously, but just what you can say about staying the course and seeing where this team is at at this point from where you started. This is all culture. I mean, it, it starts with... Uh academically making sure that they do the things they need to do in the classroom and they get the, uh, you know, the necessary you know, 
things that they need to have a, to be successful. And our administration does a, a fabulous job with the tutors and Tommy Powell and, and John Wallhack and giving these young men the things they need to be successful academically. After that, the, the strength and conditioning program to be able to play that many plays at that at that uh, at that level at that speed. Uh, job that Sean Edinger and his group do, does is amazing. Now I will tell you, I did have words with him because we had two guys go out with hamstrings, and that's a no-no in our program. But that just tells me that they were underhydrated, which means we need to do a better job with hydration. And then to see that that senior class lead, you know, how about Eric Dungey being challenged all week, and uh, you know he's like Sea Biscuit. You know, you don't you don't have to whip him. You just got to show him the whip. You guys got to watch the movie if you know what that means. You don't hit him. Just show him the whip and watch him go. And uh, just an amazing, amazing game. But I will tell you this: the whole week of practice, the practice week with uh, Devito and uh, Dungey was amazing. I've never seen two archers perform at such a high level the entire week with their competition. It was really, really something. The, uh, the offense this week was, it was absolutely smoking in practice. If it was a racing car, the, the tires were seen going around the curve. There was noises being made and people were pushing the envelope. And they did, that, they did it that way in practice and they did it that way in the game. That coming once again from Dino Babers to start off the show. You just heard from Dino Babers, the head coach of the Syracuse Orange, in his third season with the team following the 6-2 and two start to the team. I had an opportunity to speak with him about that, and you heard his direct response to that uh, question that I posed to him about staying the course, believing in it. He came in, there's been some adversity, and now the team is bowl eligible. Staying in Syracuse, the football team is ranked in the top 25. Well, the Syracuse Stallions, after just one game, are also ranked in the top 25. And for the first time ever, I feel honored and privileged to have the team on the show. We've had uh, many times Mike Sugamosto on the broadcast to speak on the team. But now I have the opportunity to talk with the players and the representation on the court of the Syracuse Stallions. We have a trio today with Chris Gilks, Lloyd Parkman, and Daywan Coleman. And we're starting off with Chris live on the line today. Chris, how are we doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me today, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, and I appreciate the time. And, and Chris, I kind of want to go back to the beginning with you and, and just, uh, you know, what made you want to try out for this team? What made this an opportunity that you wanted to take? Uh, well, you know, I played college ball, played high school ball, and I just missed that that team um, chemistry, that team atmosphere. You know, doing something I love to do, and when the opportunity came here that they were bringing an ABA team here, you know, I was like, why not go for it? And I went for it, and then I ended up making the team. And now, you know, you know anything anything can happen now. So I just, I'm just um, honored that I was able to make the team and that they were able to bring a team here because we do have a lot of talent here, and now we get to showcase that. And when you look at the talent that that Syracuse has here, bring me into that first game and just you know your takeaways from the game itself. You know just what you saw from from this team. Did you really feel like I know it's only game one? I, I know you guys are getting your feet wet in the first ever season, but what did the game feel like? What did the chemistry feel like in that one twenty one to one eleven win against Oneonta? Uh, the game felt good. Um, like you said, it was our first game. 
Uh, I had to get a little bit of jitters out, get our feet wet a little bit. Um, but I think throughout the game, you saw spurts of us um, playing really well and showed that the potential that we can really be a great team. And I just can't wait to keep um, playing, you know, more and more. And, you know, within probably week five, you know, six, we'll be really uh, hitting the fan and rolling. And I can't wait to see uh, that final product because I feel like we're going to be really good. So. And when you look at, you know, the, the score of this game, you guys took 102 shots in the game. You took 38 three-pointers. I mean, obviously, uh, speaking with Mike Sugamoso, he said, listen, the ABA is is about scoring. It's it's about, you know, seeing those games that are going to get up pretty high. Just what you could say about the amount of shots the team takes, and you guys were just under 50%, just, uh, just the offensive side of the ABA and, and how – how you know people are, are not it's not going to be a game where they're going to struggle to see some scoring no it's not you know uh, we do have a lot of shooters a lot of scorers on our team and probably around the ABA you know it is um predicated to be you know offensively and it, you know like it to be entertaining for the fans and stuff like that um so you know we I think we have a, a lot of offensive power different type of weapons from different type of players and I feel like we're going to utilize each you know, each person's talents to uh, put points on the board. And even though I know it's offensively, we're going to uh, try to, you know, knuckle down on defense so we don't let people score as much as they want on us, but we can still score as much as we want on them, you know, so. And what can you say about, you know, the defense? I mean, you won the game 121 to 111. Did you did you feel like, you know, the team hunkered down at the end of the game? You know, what can you say defensively as you as you get your feet wet in the season? Was was there some nice defensive plays despite the high score? Do you think that, you know, you did shut down Oneonta in certain places when you needed to? Uh, well, you know, um, I feel like we still have a couple areas to work on defensively. But, like, when we needed to get the stops, we did. And we just got to keep that mentality to play defense all the way through throughout the four quarters. And I know we will. And once we do that, I feel like our defensive the scoring, our defensive scoring will uh, will cut that down as well. We won't let people score as much on us. What do you love about uh, about the opportunity? I mean, what what do you when you know you're playing for the Stallions? You're at Manlius Pebble Hill. Uh, I know that we talked about you know why you got in in the first place, but hindsight being 2020, you got the jersey on. You're on the team now. You played a game. What, what do you love about this? What could this opportunity bring to you? Um, I just love being back on the team. You know, being able to uh, go for a goal. You know, you know our goal is to win to win this championship, you know, get to St. Louis. You know, even though it's our first year, you know, that's our goal. That's our goal. That's what we're aiming for. And it's just good to be able to, you know, strive for that again, to to be able to have fans to play for, communities to play for, have people, you know, come support us, have people to want to support us and play good for them. So just having that back in my life and um, being able to show that and have that feel back in my life is what I really appreciate uh, about this team, you know, and the people I'm playing with, the group I'm playing with, the coaches, you know, we're all unselfish players. We have a good uh, chemistry already. We haven't been together for two months, too long. And I'm just excited about seeing how great we can really be. So that's why, you know, I'm happy that this team came here and I'm happy I'm on it. 
And, uh, you know, just uh, with, with this team being here, some of your teammates, uh, as you gel, as you get closer, what can you say about the makeup of this team, the guys on this team? How would you describe kind of the, the environment and the, and the players that you have? Um, I would say I feel like we're unique. You know, um, we have a good, good level-headed players. Um, everyone talented and everyone have a different ability to their talents and I feel like we all play together we um we're starting to figure out what we all like to do and once we just keep playing together and get a feet wet more together I feel like we'll be unstoppable like our talent is really good and I don't see a problem in us meshing our talent together it's just gonna make us even better and then what's what's kind of like the X factor for you, Chris? Speaking here with Chris Gilks of the Syracuse Stallions, what makes you special? What makes you a, a key piece to this team? Um, you know, um, my heart. I love playing for my team. I love playing, you know, for the Stallions. I love playing basketball. You know, I do anything for any of my teammates. Um, I'm selfish, you know, intensity. I love bringing that energy, uh, you know. So I feel like, you know, I try to do it all. I try to play defense, offense, pass, you know, everything. I try to be a leader in its own sense as well. You know, I don't I don't try to do too much. I play my role, I let the game come to me and you know, that's I feel like that's what I provide. I don't try to do too much. I just let the game come to me. I play hard every minute I'm on the floor. I don't give up. And, you know, so that's what I would say about myself. And finally, why should fans come out? Why should they come see this? Pro basketball is back in Syracuse. Why should they make the trip out to see you guys at Manlius Pebble Hill? Or, you know, if you're on the road, because obviously the teams that you're playing up against, teams like uh, Rochester and Scranton and Elmira and Binghamton, not too far away, why should people come out and see you guys play? Uh, because we're going to be we're gonna be good. And um, I feel like we're going to be able to show the fans, we're going to be able to entertain the fans. And... I feel like if they came out and supported us, they wouldn't be disappointed. Um, we're trying to, you know, like I said, we're aiming for St. Louis. We're aiming to get to that championship game. And, um, you know, we won't stop that. No matter what route we got to take, we're going to get there. That's our goal. That's our mission. And I feel like, the, you know, the fans will not – the fans will – I got to say this. The fans will appreciate how hard we're going to work and how hard we play each and every game to make sure we achieve that goal. So if they came out, they would see how hard we're working and how much we appreciate them for coming out. That coming from Chris Gilks of the Syracuse Stallions. Come out and see them and support them, and they will show you how much they appreciate you by their play on the court and by their treatment of the community. Chris, I know it's the first time you've been on the show, but I thank you so much for being a part of it, and I really look forward to the opportunity of having you back on and obviously hoping the best as you guys continue forward and continue to make history in Syracuse. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate you. All right, man. Happy Halloween. I'll talk with you soon. Happy Halloween. All right. Take care. That coming from Chris Gilks once again. We'll take a step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora in the Halloween special, and we will come back in just a moment with Lloyd Parkman of the Syracuse Stallions. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection 
process that uh, positively impacted the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. You know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so. I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop. Unica Pizza Company spells family, your family, my family, their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you every Monday through Friday. You know when to listen, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Sometimes we go over, that's because we love you, and we want to bring you whatever we can. So, under promise, over deliver. That's what you got to do. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, I thank you for uh, being a part of the community and supporting the local businesses in the community. You can check out who supports Wake Up Call by going to wakeupcalldt.com. One of those businesses is the Syracuse Stallions, supportive of us and partnering with us in their first year, their inaugural season, of bringing professional basketball back to the city of Syracuse and central and upstate New York. And it is my honor and my privilege to have representation of that team on the show here with you throughout the months and throughout their first season. Mike Sugamoso has been no stranger to the show. You just heard from Chris Gilks, and now for the first time ever, I have Lloyd Parkman on the show to speak with us on his experience in this first game with the Syracuse Stallions. They're ranked in the top 25. They won their inaugural game. Pro basketball is back. We have a lot to discuss, so let's get him on the air. Lloyd, how are we doing today? Good. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, and, and Lloyd, first and foremost, 
bring me into the opportunity. How did it happen? How did you and the Stallions connect in the first place? Um, well, initially, um, I had saw some some posts online for for the tryouts um, on Facebook, and at the time, I was a little weary about it. I spent um, the previous year and a half um, not playing really, um, and basically just in some men's leagues. And Mike Sugamusto uh, wrote me on Facebook one day, you know, asking how it been, asking you know what I'm up to, and that he'd. Uh, like if I gave it a shot at tryouts and I gave it some thought um, and I got to it. I got in the gym and I got back at it and I went to the first tryout and I felt good about it. Um, it felt amazing to be back in the, the basketball shape and back in the routine. And after that first tryout, I signed up for the next two and that's where it's kind of where it all started. And so, you know, when when he reached out to you, you were kind of leery about it. But he said, hey, come out, give it a chance. What did that mean to you that, that, uh, that Mike Sugamosto uh, sought you out and really wanted you to give it give it a chance, give it a go, just kind of see what you have? Uh, that, that just showed that he believed in me. Um, that even though I had spent, you know, X amount of time away from the core um, competitively, that he still – had some sort of belief um within me and my and my skills on the court so that that goes a long way with me so you go to the tryouts you get out there you see how things are going bring me into the tryouts bring me in to you know the opportunity that you had in these tryouts and just what it was like what was the experience like was it what you expected was it better than you expected just bring me into that it was it was definitely what I expected. It was fast paced. Um, it was organized and structured. Um, you know, it was, I was, I was nervous, you know, I hadn't, you know, at the time I wasn't really out there that much, like I said, competitively, but, um, you know, as, as the tryout went on, I started to get a little bit more relaxed and we, we got some drills, did some drills, got warmed up. And then we, we did uh, quite a bit of scrimmaging, you know, got up and down the floor a lot and, um, you know, at that point is when I kind of started to get settled in and get comfortable with the situation. Um, it was a highly competitive tryouts. The whole process was highly competitive. You know, everybody brought their energy and their, their A game, you know, every day, every play. So it was definitely uh, challenging to get through, to say the least. Who are some of the guys that are on the team that challenged you the most in these tryouts as you got ready for seeing if you're going to make the team first and foremost, and then getting into the season now, who are some of the guys that you feel have pushed you? Um, two guys really stick out in my head a lot, and that would be Jamel Stanley and Chris Gilks. Um, Jamel, is a, he's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal player and person. They both are. Um, but Jamel, we play kind of the same position, um, similar styles, and – he, I, I, he's definitely stuck out um, in the first couple of minutes of me seeing him play. So I definitely wanted to guard him. And then, and then Chris, Chris has always been a good player. I've known Chris. Um, I played against him in a couple of leagues around the Syracuse area, and we we've had our battles on the court. Um, so you know, it was it was nothing new. We we knew what was going to happen once we, you know, we both got on that court against each other and. Uh, but, I mean, it worked out. We definitely pushed each other in a positive way, both verbally and, and physically on the floor. So, and, and when you look at speaking here with Lloyd Parkman of the Syracuse Stallions, when 
when you when you're out there and you're practicing with this team and you're getting ready for the season and it's becoming more and more of a reality just you know as you got closer and closer and this opportunity you know became more and more real to you just you know what it meant to you like you said because you hadn't been out there you haven't you hadn't really uh, put yourself out there in a while as you got closer and closer did it did it start to feel like you know it was second nature did it all kind of come back to you did it take a little while what can you say about you know reestablishing yourself on the court um it, it it definitely it took it took a little bit um as far as establishing myself within this team after the team had already been made and like practices and all that um it, it, it i feel like it took a little bit for myself to establish um my role and, and, and how I play and get, let the other guys, you know, see how I play. They, they, uh, and I see how they play, but, um, it was, I mean, it's all a process. It's, it's all, you know, a tough process that, you know, we all have to go through and getting adjusted, getting, to, getting to know each other on the court and off the court. Um, but that process is something we all enjoy, something I enjoy. Um, it, it's just like another basketball year, just at a different level. Um, higher competition and uh it's exciting all in all it's exciting to uh get those nerves back i mean just to be back on the floor and to play with a great group of guys it's i got my love back you know i love basketball so much it's just like you know i had a piece missing for the longest time and i have that back and that that gives me a ton of energy and will day in and day out you know get better and and improve myself and speaking here with Lloyd Parkman, before I let you go, Lloyd, you know, uh, getting back in there, like you said, getting the nerves. You just played your first game. The team won their inaugural game, 121 to 111 against Oneonta. Bring me into the game and, you know, having those nerves and, and finally getting back out on the court, just just what it felt like, what the game was like, what the atmosphere was like in that first game and, and getting that win. Well, the atmosphere was amazing. The, the fans were amazing. I, I, I definitely anticipated there being a good crowd, um, but they they exceeded my expectations, and I'm sure they exceeded a lot of um, the organ- uh, people within the organization, their expectations as well. Um, the crowd was phenomenal. Um, leading up to the game, I was incredibly nervous. Um, once I got in the car, um, I had picked one of my teammates up. I picked Jamila up on the way and once I got with him for some reason like the nerves kind of went away and then I get around the guys a little bit more um pre-game and the nerves really went away and we had plenty of time to warm up and you know get adjusted and um you know once once a tip once the ball went up you know I was ready I you know I was I was ready to go you know we've, we've all everybody on the team has, has been there done that in multiple seasons and I just at that point once the ball went up I kind of I felt at ease I felt good but I'd be lying if I say once the crowd gets into it and you know we make a couple plays and they get all hype and and uh antsy I I get a little uh get a little nervous as well but that's just part of the game that's that's the that's the beauty of it do you love that, though? I mean, you know, people talk about, you know, they get those jitters, they get this and they get that, and they don't like it. You know, I, I've always said, you know, as a broadcaster and, and you know, really as a voice out there in a lot of different ways, not just with sports broadcasting, but with a lot of things that, you know, I go out and I, and I do in my career, is that, you know, they said if, if you don't, if you're standing on the side of the stage, you know, whether it's sitting in the studio or being on an actual stage, and you don't get a little bit of that, 
you know that 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 fire you know you don't get a little bit of that in on your shoulders a little bit of that feeling you know then then you're not doing something that you love that you you know you, you got to have those nerves you got to have that feeling because it means you care and it means you love it would you say that as well oh that that's that's very accurate that's um you know basketball and and, and many other things um there's a lot of emotion uh built into it and invested into it so when those emotions come out whether it's, it be in the game and the crowds you know getting us up and and like i said when the, when the, the nerves really start flowing um that's like i said that's the beauty of it that's that's how you know you truly love what you're doing and it, it brings the most out of me it, it, it brings out a different level of play when i get nervous um i i, I don't fold i just I, I, I soak it all up enjoy the moment that coming from lloyd parkman lloyd because it's halloween i, I gotta ask you about this uh, lloyd of the syracuse stallions favorite thing or what are you doing what is the halloween plan do you have any plans for halloween um, I, I really don't. I I don't know why I'm not uh, particularly a Halloween person. Um, I, I'll be on Facetime with my daughter for most of the most of the evening. She'll be all dressed up and and out there. She she actually lives in Florida. Um, but I'll definitely uh, enjoy it that way with her. Now, do you know what she's gonna be for Halloween? She is dressed up as a fortune teller. Quite the outfit, let me tell you. <laughs> now, now, is that what, was it bought? Was it made? What What can you tell us about it was, uh, the outfit? It was made from her mother's clothing. They spent no money on on the outfit. It was all just some some makeshift clothing they put together. Um, a little bit of makeup and nice little headscarf, and you got a fortune teller. That's awesome. Well, I got to ask you this. So, if you're not not a big Halloween person, I got to ask you: if you're going to watch any scary movie, any one at all, which one? You know, could be Halloween related, could could be something else. What movie are you watching? If you're sitting at home tonight and saying, you know, I got to throw something on, what are you throwing on? Oh, a scary movie. Ooh, I would have to go with Freddy Krueger. I like Freddy Krueger movies. All right. So, uh, a- any one of those? Oh, uh, yeah, anyone. Anyone. Yeah, Freddie. Freddie's on my own. <laughs> and and you're, since you're not dressing up, I, I will ask you this, though. If you could be any superhero, you could dress up as any hero or villain. We'll, we'll throw that in there. Any hero or villain in the history of, of, of the world, who would you be? Any hero or... Ooh. I would probably be Superman. I want to fly. That would be amazing. I would definitely fly around and save a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> all right so fair enough so lloyd parkman as superman you could go see him superman on the court syracuse stallions go to syracuse get the info purchase your tickets go to the games at manlius pebble hill and the away games aren't that far folks they're playing teams all over upstate new york and the state of new york in general they'll also be in very close areas in maryland and pennsylvania and whatnot so make sure you go out there and show them some love. They're ranked nationally in the top 25. They won their first game, and they are pro basketball back in Syracuse. Lloyd, I know it's the first time on the show. Had a great time, though, and I'd love to have you back on the broadcast. Thank you. Anytime. My pleasure. All right, man. Be good and uh, and uh, have fun with your with your daughter tonight. I hope that I hope that you at least for her maybe paint your face or do something. You gotta you gotta give it back to her if she's going through all that work today. I'll have to paint my nails. It won't be the first time, won't be the last. <laughs> well, have a good time with her, and I'll talk with you soon.
All right, thank you. Take care. That coming from Lloyd Parkman uh, once again here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And Daywan Coleman is coming up in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Always an honor and a privilege to be with you throughout the week and in special special opportunities that we have, like when we will be hosting a live trivia. Coming back again, Wake Up Call Live Trivia will be every Tuesday downtown at the Press Room Pub, 220 Herald Place in Historic Herald Square in downtown Syracuse, and that'll start at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. And then, of course, a CNY game show night at the Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus on 3680 Milton Avenue. That help happens every last Thursday of each month. And our interviews with West Genesee's teams, CNS's teams, and so much more. We love being out in the community, and I love being on the airwaves Monday through Friday with you. And I love the fact that pro basketball is back in Syracuse. And not only that, but a guy who I wanted to personally and professionally see back on the court. A story that I love, a guy who knows that I've respected him from day zero. This is someone who I appreciate, always love talking to who has uh, done a lot for my show, always given back to the community, given back to me, and I'm happy that he's back on the court, and that is the man, Daywan Coleman. Day, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Now, now, Daywan, we got to start there. You know, the question was, will we ever see Daywan back on the court again? That question was answered with a yes. What does that moment mean to you? Because you spent a couple years at Syracuse coming back from, from leg injuries, you got back out on the court. The team went to the, you know, you went all the way to the Final Four in 2016, and then ultimately, you know, those injuries nagged you again. Bring me into the get back and 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 all of that stuff that happens behind the scenes to get you back on the court. Uh, for me, I would say the get back was this summer. Uh, well, let me backtrack. Uh, maybe last year, last year when I took my uh, complete year off just to get healthy again. But then all the work really pretty much came in the summertime. Uh, when I was playing for the King of Kings, I just felt good. And uh, that's when Mike was recruiting me to play for the Stallions. And we just made it happen pretty much. Uh, my body felt good. My mind was right. And we just made it happen. Did you, you know, coming back here, I mean, when you, when you finished up at Syracuse, did you – did you feel like this is it, this is over, or did you always feel like you would get another chance? No, I didn't. You know, I never really had that mindset. I went about it like, you know what, let me take a year off to see how my body felt. Uh, so I did that. I took a, uh, a year off. I felt pretty good. And in the back of my mind, I always wanted to play basketball because that's my first love, so... Uh, I never really want to give up on basketball. Plus, I never, I was never the person to give up on myself. You know what I mean? So, I put my mind to it. Uh, I stayed in the weight room. I stayed in shape. 
All right, and that coming from Daywan Coleman, and and, and uh, Daywan, you're coming in a little bit low here. If we can, if we could higher it up, so oh, we can sorry, hear. Sorry, about that. Sorry about that. I don't know. That's okay. So just to uh, maybe, uh, I know you just spoke on the get back and everything, but if you could maybe uh, just take us through that again, so everybody could could hear you here on that story. Oh, oh all right, all right. Uh, yeah. So last year, I decided to take a full year off just to get my body and my mind right, um, and. When I took that year off, I was still in the weight room. You know, I, I, I made sure I was still in shape. Uh, my mind was sharp. And pretty much, I had a good summer, you know. And this is my actually my third time, you know, coming back from an injury. So, and, and for me, how I took it, how I took it is, it's all mental. You know what I mean? You got to have a sharp mental when, you, when you're going through something like this. And I never was the one to quit on myself. So I knew it was going to be a lot of hard work to get back to where I'm, where I needed to be. But I wanted to make that sacrifice, and that's what I did. And now I'm back playing again. Like uh, I pretty much told myself I was going to do. So. And and when you have that, you know, you talk about the mental side of it. You know that it's that it's yeah. such a mental game. You know, you can prepare as much as you want to prepare. You can know your teammates and their tendencies, and have good chemistry, and and know the playbook, and know the thing. You know, the plays that you're running and the things that you're doing, yeah. and you can lift in the weight room, and you can run. But ultimately, if your mind is not working for you and it's working it's against not you. Right. So bring me into that. You know, the fact that the mental part of this game is the most important part of the game. Yeah, the mental part is yeah, definitely the uh, the most important because and and then going through an injury like how I have and I did it three times before. Well, this last year was my third time, so I know that you really have to lock in. You really have to lock in, uh, and you really got to focus on what do you want. You know what I mean? I felt like my main focus was just to get back, just to get healthy again, and. That's what I thought about every day. Uh, every day I wanted to make myself better, either if, if it was uh, physical, mental, or spiritual. So I just wanted to make myself better, and you re- I just really locked, locked in. And uh, it's just something you got to have in you. Uh, it's not for the weak-minded, but it's just something you got to have in you because a lot of people quit, but I was never really that type of person. You know, I, I really had to get it. I really I had I pretty much had to put it in work. Wherever, whatever I wanted in life, I had to put it in work because that's that's just how I was brought up. Uh, nothing was ever given; everything was earned. So, and when you when you look at that, and you know, like you said, nothing's ever given to you; it was all earned. What did that teach you? How did that help you to you know grow as a person and take care of yourself? I mean, I'm right there with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. That you know, if you want something, you got to go out and get it yourself. I don't like people that that want handouts and you know want somebody to do it for them. So bring me into you know your life and and just 
being the person that says, if I want this, I have to go do it. I have to prepare for it. I have to get in the lab. Just just to speak on that, because I have the utmost respect for that. And you said, how do that prepare me for life? Yeah, yeah. Just like how did how did you know how did you you know get to that point where you realize you know what I got to do this if I want it I got to go get it myself and just to just to speak on how the adversity in your life prepared you for where you are. Oh yeah, uh, just growing up in Syracuse, you know. Uh, really growing up, I really didn't have much in Syracuse, so like whatever I wanted, like <laughs> I had to go get it, or I wasn't gonna have it at all. Period, and. You know, uh, a lot of people that's growing up, growing up in Syracuse, they they pretty much understand what I'm talking about. So, uh, just growing up as a kid, you know, I just didn't really have much. And when I say I wanted something, I went it, I went and got it. Like when I when I told myself I wanted to be a McDonald's All American, I wanted to play for them. I made it happen. You know, a lot of people talk, but a lot of people don't make it happen. So. And plus, just everything I've been through, it just made just made me mentally tough. And just growing up in Syracuse just made me mentally tough too. Because, like I said, I mean, nothing here is going to be handed to you. You really got to take it, uh, or just take uh, every opportunity that's given to you. You really have to take it and uh, make some make some happen with it. So uh, it pretty much prepared me for life. Uh, and I always had that mindset. And my goal is just, just to stay sharp, just keep going, uh, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. When you when you speak on growing up in Syracuse, you know some people have have different experiences. Obviously, of, of growing up in Syracuse, what can you say about your experience and your challenges of growing up here? Uh, Syracuse is. I feel like it's it's one of them gritty cities. You know, uh, just because of the weather, you know, it's, it's not really much to do besides Syracuse basketball around here. So a lot of people don't really have that motivation to get up and, you know, go get it every day. But I, I found my lane and I worked hard to get where I'm at and I'm going to keep going pretty much. But Syracuse is just one of them cities that's just, you either make it. Or you, or you pretty much don't. You know, I have a lot of friends and stuff that's, you know, that's that's not here with me today. If, in either if that's jail or locked up or or dead. Um, and you just gotta understand, like when you want something in life, you just have to sacrifice something. And just you just have to work hard and get it. So. And uh, speaking here with Daywan Coleman and uh, Daywan, before we wrap up here, just. Just what you can say about that, like you said, you know, it, it, some of your friends are no longer with us, or, or some of them are, are are locked up. I mean, what did that do to you? What has that done to build you? What has that done to remind you of of your mission and and what you want in life? To see that you know people that you care about and you love that have been around you have unfortunately, you know, they're they're not with us or they're in situations that are undesirable right now. Yeah, uh, for me, I just, I just gotta, you know, stay on track and just keep my, keep my mind on the end goal, and just pretty much do it for them. Like uh, my friend Chi that passed away, you know, I still try to keep his name alive because I, I wear his uh, 40, number forty four jersey. That's one, that's one uh, thing that 
I'm proud of that. I, that uh, that pretty much happened to me this this weekend when I first stepped on the court, and I'm honoring my friend uh, Rasheed Baker with his number, and uh, just like little stuff like that. I just gotta keep their name alive, and that's I'm not just doing it for me. You know what I mean? I'm doing it for you know the the, the guys that's not here, the, the little kids in the inner city that's looking up to me. Uh, I'm doing it for the whole city of Syracuse, and uh, I just want to show everybody that, you know, a person like me ain't going to quit. And if I can make it, you could definitely make it because I've pretty much been through the same circumstances as a lot of kids that's out here right now. And if, they could, if I could do it, then they could definitely do it. And that's what I try to preach to the kids when I'm going to go talk to them at these schools every day and uh, just let them see the bigger picture. So... And coming from Daywan Coleman, seeing the bigger picture and doing things the right way and believing in your dreams. And and obviously, uh, like you said, you stepped on the court with number 44 for your friend. And just, you know, to be back out on the court, to be back playing, to be back for a third time from injury, and to be representing something that's bigger than yourself with a relationship with your friend. Just what that moment felt like for you. Uh, it was great. You know, uh... Like I said, you know, I just I just been putting in hours, a lot of hours, uh, just to get back to that moment again. And uh, I finally got back to that moment. And I just want to keep it going. I just want to work hard, and uh, I don't want it. I don't want it to be taken away from me again. So whatever I can do to keep it going, uh, that's what I'm gonna do. And like I said, just stepping on that court for the first time again in a, a couple of years, just to play. Got my, my, my friend she number on. Uh we had a good turnout. Uh, a lot of a lot of fans came out to see us play. Everything just felt good that night and we just wanna keep it going. This is the first time a pro team is in Syracuse. We just wanna take advantage and whoever's listening on air, if you guys wanna come out and show social support show support for this weekend, uh we we greatly appreciate it and uh we just wanna keep it going. That coming from Daywan Coleman. Come out and show support and make your way over to the Syracuse Stallions. Manlius Pebble Hill is where they play. You can also see them locally in upstate New York and around the surrounding areas, even on away games. Daywan, as always, I appreciate you. We know Syracuse fans travel well, and we know they show out, so make sure you go to these games. Buy your tickets at SyracuseStallions.com. And Daywan, as always, I appreciate you and respect the heck out of you, so thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, take care.